Okay. Max is watching. All right, everyone. Welcome to the first official live episode of Ted's Ball Talk, episode number two, January 25th, 2023. Very exciting. Uh, I would just like to thank everyone for the insane amount of support on that first episode. That was crazy. Our, uh, the thing that we produce our podcast through, we already reached enough viewers to already get sent out for sponsorships after one episode, which I think is kind of ridiculous. You know, but it's all about the bag. It's all about, all the, about bag. the bag. I, I just really appreciate everyone coming in and tuning into this. It's The first episode was awesome, and I'm excited for the next one, all right? So, we're going to start off with some would you rather on players mm. for the next couple years. Young players, and we're going to see who we'd rather have to, on our team. All right, first one to get started. You got Amon Ross St. Brown or Garrett Wilson. Okay, right, before, we, before we talk about the stats, let's just talk about them as... As as athletes, as people, what do, what are you what are your thoughts on both these people? I know you have probably some bias towards one of them. I have a little bit of bias towards Amar Ross St. Brown because I'm a huge Lions fan and I think he's a great player. Um, a thing I like about Amon Ra is his personality. He's a fighter. He's a little bit undersized, which I think has put a chip on his shoulder throughout his whole career, high school, college, and NFL. Mm, preach, preach <laughs> for you for sure, preaching. Um, but he played around. He grew up in the same area as us. Local guy played at USC, modern day. And, uh, you know, I think it's a super cool story. Um, Garrett Wilson, not undersized. Uh, you know, he's a stud, just finished his rookie year. How tall is he? I'm not sure exactly. I can find out this right is gonna, here. Is it gonna, this is going to factor oh, into my decision making. Same, same height, actually. Oh, uh oh. Wow. Well, now it's going to be hard for me to decide. Look at that. Benny, Amon Ross St. Brown is not six feet tall. He he's measured six feet tall. That dude is five ten. He's got to be five ten. All right. So, Garrett Wilson, top three finalist for NFL Rookie, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Those just those awards just came out today. The finalists. We'll cover those in the next episode, Ooh, and okay. we're gonna make our picks for who we think should win those awards. Just a little sneak peek into Friday's app for you guys. All right. Amar St. Brown on the season, 106 receptions. By the way, through his first two seasons, tied for the most receptions of all time through the, a, a person's first two seasons. In really? Career. Yeah. Really? He was one. He was one off of breaking it. He said on his podcast he was talking about how he was counting it down. He knew that he was close and he wanted it. But remember in the last game of the season when that catch got overturned to a drop where it sort of skimmed the ground when he caught it by his shoestrings. That he knew immediately that cost him. I don't remember that. Okay, but well, uh, it happened. <laughs> it happened. All right, 106 receptions, 1,161 yards, 11 yards per reception, six touchdowns, and that's his stat line. He played 16 games. Garrett Wilson, on the other hand, 83 receptions. So Amon Ra's got him in the rack catch uh, uh, in the receptions. But don't they play differently? I guess you can go into that later. Go into that later. Like, uh, Garrett Wilson's definitely more of a big play guy. Amon Ra's a great blocker. So, he has that edge. I mean, him in the run blocking scheme is amazing for a guy his right. size. Um, 83 receptions, 1,100 yards. So, he's averaging 13.3 per reception. So, he's more definitely more of a big play guy. Four touchdowns. So, Amon Ra's got him by two. Um, me, personally, I'm going to take Amon Ra St. Brown because of that run blocking. I think that's a huge, huge difference maker for him. Interesting. Because, I you know. He's he's not selfish at all. He's and there's not a single guy when you're one on one he can break away from any quarterback. He's not going to outrun them deep, but his releases are insane. So good route running, good uh, 
good good off the line. You'd say it's like in Madden. It's like he doesn't. It's he's like stuck in a formula. He wow. has to run that route. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Um. You know, for me personally, I'm just gonna pick off of. Uh, he he's a fellow media member. That's right. So I'm gonna member of the of he's a he's a sports influencer. He's a sports yeah. media member. Is that what we are now? We're sports influencers. Well, that's what you're trying to be. That's what you? we're trying to be. That's for yeah, sure. Okay. So I'm gonna pick Amon Ra because. Maybe he'll come on our show one day. I love it. Oh, absolutely, that'd be awesome if we could get That's him on our show. I'm gonna pick him now, and so then he can, uh, he can hear this. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and then what about uh, for uh, for Max? What about what's that guy Watson? Christian Watson. Yeah. Christian Watson. Mm. <laughs> he, he is not comparable <laughs> to these two players. He got a lot of touchdowns. I don't know if Max is still watching right now, but whew, if he's in there, love Christian Watson, but. He ain't on the same level as those two yet. Maybe right. he could have a big year too. Right. But these guys look a little bit, a little bit more promising to me. Bro, is my camera blurry right now? Or does it look good? It looks good. Oh, amount us among us. St. Brown reminds me of third year Devonte on the Packers. Yeah. Wow. That's that's big time. I love that. I love that comparison. I I don't I don't remember watching third year. Uh, Stud. Okay, well, Stud. okay, we like that. So that means next year, fourth year Devontae. And you know what? Devontae just keeps getting better, so. He does. I'm very excited. All right. Next, would you rather Max Crosby or Trey Hendrickson? I know these guys aren't guys you really know much about. Jake, if you're watching this, uh, I'm going to. Okay, g- can I just first off say that when I hear Max Crosby, the first person I think of is the kicker for the. For the Packers. We're not talking kickers here. I know we're not talking kickers, but I'm just saying that the first person that comes to my mind is an old, graying man. <laughs> hey, would you rather... Let's go kickers real quick. Justin Tucker or Dylan Carlson? Justin Tucker because he can sing opera. That's right. He can sing opera. I forgot about that. And you know, that's a valuable skill in football. Is it? Yes. What if he start? What if, like, uh, whenever he kicks the ball, he, like, he uh, sings a note... And it like guides the ball. He's like, yeah. Do you think like it's a super instead power. of grunting when he kicks, he like hits like a yeah. high C or yeah, something exactly. like that? That'd be fire. That'd be awesome. What is it? The E above high C? Yeah, <laughs> from Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, whatever that was. Alrighty, okay. Max Crosby for this season, all 17 games played, 12 and a half sacks, 58 solo tacks, and three forced fumbles. Mm. And throughout his career, he's been a stud. He, this guy plays for the Raiders, right? He does play for the Raiders. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he has he's had his rookie year, 10 sacks, 7 sacks, 8 sacks, and then 12 and a half. He's consistently around How that. How many years? Digit. He played four years now? He's played, yeah. This, that, that was his fourth year that he just finished. <laughs> Max says all day. Mad Max all day? Mad okay. Max all day. What's this isn't even a question. Who's the other guy? Trey Hendrickson. He's, uh, what team does he play for? He plays for the Bengals. The Bengals? Okay. Yeah. They're both two-time Pro Bowlers. This season, in 15 games, eight sacks, 22 oh. solo sa- to- solo tackles, oh. and three forced fumbles. Wait, how many solo tackles does the other guy have? 58. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay, but we gotta go. We gotta I agree with at, Max. We gotta look at career real quick. Is this the, guy? The two years before this, he did 13 and a half sacks and four, 14 sacks. That's a lot of sacks. And, but he was injured this year. He probably would have gotten to that number if he had the extra three games. But what about the, the solo tackles? The all-important solo tackle. The solo tackle. Yeah, he's never been a huge solo tackle guy. He's gotten, he's gotten 20s every year. Okay. 
And let's see. Let's see. Max well, Crosby. Well, he gets to the quarterback. So you Crosby. Know. Max Crosby. He did. What's their PFF ranks? PFF ranks? Does it show that on the... Oh. What we, room is this? People uh, love ball talk. How do I think the Raiders <laughs> should approach the offseason? Jake, we're talking Max Crosby right now. We Max Crosby or Trey Hendrickson is the extend current. Extend Max Crosby. That's my advice right Extend there. Max. I think they did extend him. They got him for like $100 million. Well, what can I say? Look at you. You I'm know you're talking guy. about. Yeah. Let's see. East Michigan College guy? Okay. That's a feeder school. 106 overall draft pick. Crosby is here to stay. That's right, Jake. Let's go. You let him know. Wow. Okay. So we both settled that we take Max Crosby as our pick for the next couple of years? Yes. Okay. All right. Here you go, Jake. Hey, just while we're here real quick, let's run a quick segment for Jake. What Raiders player is most likely to be arrested next? Mm. Do, what? How many people got arrested last year? For the Raiders? Yeah. I don't know, probably four. Is that like a? Is that an NFL record? Most people arrested on one team? Definitely a, for a, a franchise. Year? It's got to be for a franchise. I don't know about per year. I don't know, man. Vegas. I don't know. Vegas is a tough place. <laughs> tough place to be living. Um, Jake's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for my pick for next Raider to be arrested. Uh, Daniel Carlson. Oh, uh, yeah. Male fraud. <laughs> he looks like a male fraud kind of guy. Let me pull up a picture of him. He's going to so like, you can put a face to the crime. He's going to he's going to bust up his uh, his his stereo and send it in trying to get the That's right. Try to get his money back. I I did some research last night on this topic because I know you were you were getting ready for this topic. And I forgot his name, but there was a guy that went to Harvard. And I think that guy is going to get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't wish mail fraud. I can see him busting up a stereo. I really 100%. could. Absolutely. People that don't know what he looks like, uh, look him up because... Yeah, he's a male fraud looking guy. I'm sorry to say it. All right, let's see what was going on in the chat. On quick. this podcast, we don't condone uh, crimes, nor do we want any of the players that we've, affirm- uh, that we've mentioned to commit crimes or get caught for them. So, uh, yeah, just just want to just wanna preface that. Um, Max, I'd say, yeah, if the Jets are going to give you turf- two first-round draft picks, take that, 100%. See how J-Love does for a year. If not, you got two first-round draft picks. Make something happen with them. Wait, what was the question in the chat? He says, should the Packers let go of the dreams and hopes of A-Rod? Do we trade J-Love? Do we draft a new QB? I say you don't trade J-Love. And if anything, if he doesn't work out, keep him as your backup for years to come. Yeah. But, no, I wouldn't trade him. I'd take those two first-round draft picks and more if you could get another second, third maybe for Aaron Rodgers because people want him. Don't know why. Hey, but people want him. Max, if you listen to the podcast that came out on Monday, I predicted that he will go to the 49ers and he will have an illustrious season alongside Tom Brady. That's right. Switching off quarters is what he said. That's right. So, you've heard it here first. Wait. Max he said if he's a backup again, he's out? Okay. Wow. Where is Derek Carr going? Derek Carr's going to the Texans. Um, hmm. I, yeah. I think he might go to the Texans. Interesting. I don't know why. Well, during the offseason, we'll, my bad knee. During the offseason, we'll we'll have to elaborate on 100% where these people are signing. The more this stuff comes out, the more we'll know. All right. Cold take. Come on, Texans. That's where he's going. All right. Next topic of discussion. Roquan Smith or Fred Warner? Okay. Roquan Smith. 
does he play? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm thinking of Zadarius Smith. Okay. That's the only Smith I know that plays defense. Roquan Smith was a bear, got traded to the Ravens this season. Oh, okay, okay. You saw him play. Yes, we did. No, he was on the Ravens by then. This season, played 17 games, had four and a half sacks, 103 solo tackles, though. That's a lot of tackles. He's a linebacker. So wait, is a linebacker's job is not to sack the quarterback. It is not. Their job is to is tackle not. people? Unless, unless they're on a linebacker blitz, they're not going to be sacking the quarterback. Okay, and then inter- do they do they also are they also supposed to intercept people or no? They can, yeah. If they're back in coverage, I mean, that's the goal. Anyone in coverage. So but they do like a little bit they of They kind of control the middle of the field. The middle. If they're running up the middle, they're going to hopefully – they're the second level. If they're passing over the middle, hopefully they'll break it up. Okay. And if they're in man coverage, they'll usually be on the tight end. Okay. Sometimes they get stuck on a receiver like we saw Fred Warner on Let's Show Features. Okay, here we go. Fred Warner, two sacks in 17 games, 79 solo tackles and one forced fumble. That was Fred Warner? That's Fred Warner. Well, he seems to have worse stats than the other guy that you mentioned. He does. He does. But he's fast. He is and fast. And he's a great leader. Hmm. We're talking about the intangibles now. Okay. <laughs> Benny Briggs or Lee Gordon, best pinch runner in the league? Benny. 100% Benny's faster than Lee. I, I don't I don't think I could beat him in a race. I could beat him. I I, I got uh, quicker quicker twitching, you know. Um, okay, wait. So talk to me about the intangibles, Teddy, here. So you say Fred Warner is a great leader. Roquan Smith, not a great leader? Or would you say that he's just... He is. Uh, and Roquan Smith got the bag this offseason. Really? But I... Is he making more money than Fred Warner? Yeah, he is he for is? sure. Mm. Well, you know, money talks. Yeah, I might. Mm. I'm picking Zendaria Smith because <laughs> Roquan Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roquan <laughs> Smith because he's making because he's making the money. He's making okay. the money. Uh, I'm gonna go Fred Warner on that one. Ooh. I like the way he plays. I like how quick he is. Disagreement. How long have they been in the league for? I'm about to go. I might have to go Stephen A. on your ass soon. Teddy. Twenty. <laughs> you're gonna start yelling at me. You're telling me <laughs> that you're picking Fred Warner. Hold on. They've been in the league for the same amount of years. 411 solo tackles to 451. Okay, They're like the same. Yeah, they're very, very comparable players. Roquan has a lot more sacks, though, in that career. He has – Fred Warner has six and a half. Roquan has 18 and a half sacks in his career. They've been playing for the same amount of years. Interesting. Well, if you're a, an NFL executive listening to this, go out and get either of those guys, and I think they're going to be very good for yeah, your team. Absolutely. I, I, would, I would like to have both of them. That's what I'm predicting. Predict that you that an <laughs> NFL executive should go draft should go not should should uh, trade for one of them. Uh, no, this is not a uh, Manaya bobblehead, by the way. This is a cocoa crisp garden gnome. That's right. We we should we, we tell the story real quick? Should we talk about the cocoa crisp garden gnome adventure? We were at my grandpa's house. That's right. Watching a game. This was 2017, right? Because I don't know. It feels like it was 2015, maybe actually, because it was before Ortiz retired, um, and. Uh, we were watching an Angels A's game, and an ad came on that, and on like June fourth, it was Coco Crisp Garden Gnome Day, and my mom was like, "We're there." Coco Crisp, that's a crazy name. Garden Gnome, I've never heard of a Garden Gnome uh, promotion. We gotta go. <laughs> so so that's we drove how we out. Got we got like five of them. Yep, and this is the only one we can find now. It's the only one we can find. We just took it out of the box, actually. And for those of you who don't know, Coco Crisp was a center fielder for the Oakland A's and Boston Red Sox, and uh, he was not very good. But uh, he, he was good. He went to Pierce College. He was good. 
He's he also was a, he was he's a good center fielder. He's a local guy. Time. He is a local guy. Shout out Agora Baseball, his son, right? <laughs> is his son on the Agora Baseball? <laughs> two, two of 15 fans in A's Stadium that day. <laughs> that's right. That's four, that's why we, four of 15. That's why, we got, that's why we got so many of these bobbleheads because no one wanted them. Yeah, it was what, first 30,000 fans in attendance? You think 30,000 people showed up to that A's game? They, they were better. They were better, but still, they weren't selling. David out Ortiz was playing, and it was his last year. That's true. I think more. I think it was probably like Shohei Otani numbers at the stadium that day. So maybe like three thousand. Jake wants to call in. Maybe we'll open the phone lines in a second, Jake. Okay. Maybe we'll open them up. All right. We still got many segments to go through, guys. We got. Come we on. got a lot. We got a lot on the docket for today. Okay. Jake, we'll let you know if we open up the phone lines. I'll let you guys know. All right. Not now. All right. Oh. Hey. Brandon Brandon Goldstein's asking for a Cocoa Crisp interview. If that, if we can make that happen, absolutely. That's that's on that's a, the top list right there. Top I would the love to interview Cocoa Crisp. All right, next topic. We're switching to MLB players for Ooh. a little Would You Rather. Okay, Ooh. I know we got a lot of baseball fans here in the chat right now. Okay, Austin Riley or Rafael Devers? See, I really like this question because one, I'm able to talk somewhat intelligently about it, <laughs> and two. These people are very underrated, very good players. Oh, yeah. I feel like Devers is more underrated than Austin Riley, but I think I would probably pick Devers. I think Devers ends up being a first ballot Hall of Famer by the end of his career. Austin Riley, no, though? No. Okay, well. I just revealed my pick right there. But. Both both, both third basemen, one in the American League, one in the National League. One's playing for the Atlanta Braves, the other one playing for the Boston Red Sox. Yep. They were both extended. And they both got the bag. But... Austin Riley got less of a bag That's because true. he plays for an incredibly smart general manager. Yeah, but for some reason the general manager is fleecing him. They gotta have like, what do you think the incentives are? Do you think they get like, like free lunch or, like, there's gotta be like something else that like's not in the contract, that like that's not mon- that's not monetizable. You would take Austin Riley over Rafael Devers, Jake. Rafael Devers is lefty Adrian Beltre. He's that good. The Skip Bayless of takes. Yeah, come on. Skip Bayless. Do you see how ugly Skip Bayless's kitchen is? That guy makes a gazillion dollars a year, and that thing is hideous. There was a video of him throwing his Dak Prescott jersey in the trash can of his kitchen. It's tiny and ugly. Poor Dak. Dak deserves more respect. You don't think he could end up being a first ball? He's hitting like 30 home runs a year, and he's like 22. That guy's a baby. I don't know. I like that he can hit for average. Yeah, he, he gets like, like ninety nine. Like he gets 90s, hundreds RBIs a, a season. I know nobody likes RBIs anymore. I don't. I don't get that. I love RBIs. Um, if you're driving and runs, you're driving and runs. But it, I think it's because it's the people in front of him too. You know that has to yeah. play a factor. Like Mike Trout getting fifty RBIs a season and hitting forty home runs. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, I think when it comes down defensively, how are they? What do we do? We know their defensive stats. Uh, let's check out their defensive ratings. You check out the chat real quick, Ben. You All respond right. to those Let's see questions. what's going on. Let's see. Um, Read that Tyler one. Yeah, Tyler. Time. He says, Dak, not a top 10 quarterback. Change my mind. You know what? I'm not, I cha- wish, I'm not changing your mind. I wish I had enough knowledge to change your mind, but he's probably one of 10 quarterbacks that I can name. So, <laughs> um, oh, so Should we try and have Benny name 10 quarterbacks right now? Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Let's see. Um, Jake says Devers not a big defensive guy. Duke. Definitely not. talking about Matt Olson in an interview said that the team supplies them with whatever they want in the locker room facilities, etc. All right, I'll, that I like that. W- that would probably make me sign for less money too. It, it's like it's like a, it's like a writer. If you know, like 
people like artists are on tour or something. They can get whatever they want in their dressing room. So I respect that. Maybe they got like crazy like gaming PCs in there, and they're just they're just gaming before the before the game. Okay, let me name ten quarterbacks. All right, let's do this. I can name Derek Carr. Okay. I can name Dak Prescott. Okay. Uh, I can name Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Jared Goff, Joe Burrow, Lavar. Wait. Wait, L- Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lavar, Lavar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. All right, all right, all right. One more, one more, one more. Uh, bro, Davis Mills. Does he count? Even though he's not going to be in the NFL next year. Wait, I can name. I can name a better one. I can name a better one. Uh, Justin Herbert. There we go. Ten. And why did I think about Davis Mills before Justin Herbert? Austin Riley's a better fielder. All right, I'm picking Devers. Really, you're picking Devers? Even though, ah, he is a terrible fielder. Really? All right, never mind. I'm picking Austin Riley. And the contract Fielding is better. runs above average. Negative 69 for Rafael Devers. Ooh. And Austin Riley's plus 10. Okay, yeah. I I got to go Austin Riley. He's probably easier to trade for in MLB The Show. You think Davis Mills is better than... <laughs> I'm taking Goff before Dak, to be real. 100%. <laughs> Jake's also not a big defense guy. Yeah. I'm taking Jared Goff before Dak, to be real. Man, he's a mm. really, really bad fielder. Sounds about Jake's genius. <laughs> All right, Jake, I like that take. Mm. I will say this. I will take back my first ballot Hall of Fame take now that I've seen his defensive percentages. And now that we know that nobody gets in the Hall of Fame. Some nobody that nobody knows about got in the Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland got in the Hall of Fame. Rafael Devers is going to end up having hey, a better career. Let's, let's clap it Gino up. Gino is clap for 100%. Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff, congratulations. Anyway, we we love to see it. Congratulations, boys. Yep. Um, where they're doing my they're doing a uh, my MLB the show goat uh, Wagner. No, not never mind. I forgot his name. Doesn't Jake, what do you want to talk about if you call in? Uh, Gino, comeback player of the year, hundred percent, no doubt about it. Saquon and Chris McCaffrey, it's not happening. Those guys are studs. They were just injured. Gino Smith had something to prove. I don't think it's even going to be close. It's unanimous that Gino's going to be comeback player of the year. Go from somebody that's. That's never really started before to starting a whole season. They wrote him off, and what did he do, Benny? He didn't write back. That's right. Or did Jake, he write back? He didn't write back. Uh, is he writing now? No, he's not writing back because he ain't, he ain't written off now. Actually, he might be. They might draft a quarterback. Okay, wait. What's what's the what's who is the next uh, the th- the this or that? Who's the next? Which one? Duke's gonna Either get fired one. up about this one. Okay. Julio Rodriguez or Michael Harris? Ooh. Okay. I honestly think this is actually debatable. I don't know, man. I Julio has so much upside, though. But Michael Harris doesn't? He does, but... The only issue is that nobody knew about who he was, and then he just showed up and then started hitting ding-dongs and running as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you break... <laughs> <laughs> Jake is mad. Hey. Mm. I don't know. Let, the, read, power, read. the power is there. Read the stats to me, You want to go stat line? Yeah. Okay. We'll start with Julio. War, 6.2. That's huge. 511 at-bats, 145 hits, 28 homers, 285 batting average, 84 runs, 75 RBIs, and 25 stolen bases. That is a ridiculous year. I like those stolen base that numbers. That is ridiculous I like year. those stolen base numbers. All right. Me and Lee getting fired up about that. Yeah. Stolen bases are a dying art. If you can, st- if you can swipe bags, 100%. Okay, what about the other guy? 
uh, his war, Michael Harris, 5.3, 414 at-bats, 123 hits, 19 homers, 297 batting average, mm. 75 runs, 64 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. What's the what's the on-base percentage for both those guys? Let's pull it up. This will be the deciding factor. This is going to be your deciding factor? Yes, yeah, right here. Wait, how many stolen bases does Michael Harris have? 20. Mm. 20 is not bad. It's only five less. Some quick math right there for you guys. Michael Harris on base percentage, 339. Julio, 345. 853 OPS for Julio. Michael Harris is not going to be close to that. 853 OPS for oh. Michael Harris. How? He just gets like... He has higher slugging. That's crazy. Right? But he did hit less home runs. Doubles machine. Let's look at the doubles count. You want to look at doubles? Yeah. Let's pull up the doubles. Two baggers. 22 for Julio. 27 for Michael Harris and three triples. Julio had two triples. All right. Okay, wait. I I, I like... The, so du- oh, wait, 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 du- Duke I, is talking Miscounted, right miscounted, miscounted, miscounted. 25 doubles for Julio. One second. And 27. Duke, Duke said something that I want to go off of. Okay. Um, first, he said, call me in. Um, and then, but we're not going to call him in. Nobody's getting called in today. He said, Harris is hitting ninth in a loaded Braves lineup with massive protection. I agree with that. I was just That's about to true. say that I'm going to pick Julio Rodriguez because of the situation that he's in right now, he's the guy. Michael Harris, like, yeah. you, like Austin Riley's better. Matt Olson's better. Ronald Acuna's better. Uh, Ozzy Albies. Um, I was gonna end up going the same route as you because of the situations that they're in. Yeah, you gotta go. Julio gotta, was that team last year. Julio Rodriguez. Julio was was caring and. Oh, oh Brandon wants to call in. We we Brandon, went up to call Brandon. Brandon wants to Brandon. call in. All right, Jake. I'll let you call in. You can share one thing about the Raiders, and we'll hop and we'll go off of it. Okay. You can share one thing about we the get, Raiders. We gotta call each of these guys in that are in the chat. We gotta call right. one if they want to call in, they got something to talk about. Jake, call my phone right now. Ooh, we'll get you in. Hold them up to the mic. I will. Put him on speaker, hold him up to the We're going to have our first caller. <laughs> Group call with all of us. <laughs> Group call with all of us. That's not happening. Come on, Brady. Let's get Brady, you got to come on the show. You got to talk about the chess boxing. Come talk to us about chess boxing. Yeah, what, what is that chess boxing? All right, we're having oh. Jake. Jake Price is joining the show. First official guest. All right, Jake, you're live. So, uh, what do you think I should do this offseason for the Raiders? What do you think I sh- what do you think the Raiders what do I think the Raiders should do this offseason? Yeah, what do you think what do you think is the necessity for our team? A uh, quarterback. Well, yeah, quarterback Stidham is not the answer. Yeah, so what do you think we should do this You got to he asked a question, but nobody heard. I know. I'm, th- I'm, I'm, I'm processing the question in my mind. I'm processing the question. What do I think the answer is? Um, but now that you're not, you're holding, not, you're now, you're not holding the mic up to you. Come on, you gotta get better at this. I'm Teddy. new to this stuff, Ben. Gotta get better at this. I'm new to this stuff. All right. Um, if you, I say, I say Tom Brady. Tom Brady to lead that team. He's familiar with McDaniel's. That'll make him more comfortable. McDaniel's looked uncomfortable this season. Get one year with Tom Brady and and see how that goes. <laughs> You're not going to be able to trade up that high. Who do you want to trade? We're seven. 
Stroud, there's going to be three quarterbacks in the top five. You, you truly believe that? I do. And you don't think we should reach for Richardson? No, not at seven. Absolutely not. I agree with you. I agree with you too. That's why we both picked Michael Harris. I, I mean, Julio is just—he's—he's—he's he's, he's the next coming of the best outfielder in the league. <laughs> I agree. With Deming, I'm on Deming's side here. I agree. No, we—we all—we're all on the same page here about Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez is a stud. So, so what do we think about uh, the Lions next year? What do you think the move is for the the Detroit Lions? I think you draft a lot of defense. Maybe you spend two of your draft picks on offense just to make what you got what you got going better. Maybe Jamel Dean in the off season, some cornerback that can be a leader for the young guys. Um, Devin Bush, if we can get him on a prove it deal, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, and I think anything short of the NFC North Championship would be a failure next year. I don't. I don't think any team is really in competition with us if we play our off season right. Brandon in the chat saying this guy. I am the one who uh, <laughs> wheezed you in poker. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh shit! Shit talk in the yeah, chat. That is him. All right, Jake. Um, Jake, thank you for uh, calling in. We appreciate it. Jake, we appreciate the calling. He hung up. All right. All right. Let's move on. We're going to stick with MLB topic, all right? Okay, and then we'll, we'll call somebody in later in the day. We'll call another, we'll call another person in for sure. All we right, got people in the queue. We're going to go Mondesi to the Red Sox. Okay. Just to pick up. Nothing crazy. Well, they, I don't know. It could be crazy, Teddy. If he's on steroids again. Right. You never know. You never know if he's starting the, starting the needle again. So what's the contract for this guy? Is it like a minimum? What they sign him for? One year? Uh, definitely a one-year deal. I didn't get the exact numbers on it, but... It's it's not it's not gonna be anything crazy, but he's I was, gonna be starting though. He's gonna start, yeah, for sure. Uh, I would say Red Sox though, very comparable off season to the Cubs. Both teams are in kind of like this weird gray area of where are they gonna go? Are they gonna not be good next year? Are they gonna be decent and like be in contention? I think for me personally, Red Sox have a deeper roster than the Chicago Cubs. Well, they signed everybody to a one year con. Everybody, it seems like everybody that both those teams signed. Except for Devers and uh, uh, Dansby Swanson, whereas on one or two year contract deals, yeah, I think personally, I think the Cubs have a better team just because even though the guys they signed are still old, they're not as old as the guys that the Red Sox signed. That's true, but the Cubs pitching staff—they got Tyone, and it's ugly after that. They got Stroman. Keegan Thompson. Keegan Thompson. But Stroman's not good. He was not good last year. And I don't think it's going to bounce gonna. back here. They'll Maybe. have They'll have uh, Kyle Hendricks out there throwing 77-mile-per-hour uh, <laughs> fastballs. That's right. Sinkers that drop two feet. Hey, that's dirty right there. He got clipped a lot last year. He's throwing the EFIS pitch he unintentionally. Got, he got hit a lot. It was not pretty. Um, so who are you going to pick to have a better record by the end of the year next year? I will pick the... Chicago Cubs have a better year because I think Cody Bellinger will be – he'll hit 270. And I think Trey Mancini will be good for them. I think – 270 for Bellinger? Yes. Wow. 
Okay. How I, many homers? I don't know. 20-something? It's windy. 18. Okay. 18 home runs. Um, I'm trying to think about what else. Um, who else could be? Oh, who else would be good for them? Mancini. Mancini. I said Mancini is going to be good. Um, Pete Crow, Armstrong, or Ed Howard going to play yet? No. Nick Magical bounce back year? No. Nico Horner. Nico he's, Horner, stud. I like him. He swipes a lot of bags too. Yeah. And the only person that I can think of that's like a good, like an actually good player on the Red Sox, but and everybody else is kind of like unproven or old, is uh, Devers. They got Verdugo. Yeah. But he's like, eh. He's eh. But the only good player I can think of, but I can think of like solid guys on the Cubs team. Yeah. And uh, the, they don't have Nathan Navaldi anymore. Chris Sale's always injured. So they're not going to have a good pitching rotation either. Yeah. But they're both going to have disappointing years. I think that there's one reason that the Cubs are going to end up having a better season than the Red Sox, and that's because one of them plays in the NL Central and one of them plays in the AL East. There's four really strong teams in the AL East, and Cardinals are good. Who knows what's going on with the Brewers? And then you got the Pirates and you got the Reds. (laughs) Not really any competition there. Hey, but watch out for when that furry convention's in Pittsburgh, baby. That's right. Do you guys know about that stat? Anybody listening? You watch Foolish Bailey. Go, Shout everybody out Foolish go watch Bailey. Foolish Bailey, say, and the, the video is Andrew McCutcheon is a furry. That's the video title. You got to watch it. It's hilarious. Insane stats at the, at, during the Pittsburgh furry conventions right across the right across the water from the stadium. Do you remember any of his stats? Uh, I remember he hit like three home runs in like 12 games. He had like a, he had like a plus... Uh, I think it was like a 1.2 on base plus slugging or something like that. Oh. Yeah, it was wild. We'll maybe we'll on Friday we'll talk about that video. Okay, I love that. Okay, nothing, um, nothing wrong with talking about furries. Okay, uh, let's see what else. Wow, his savant is quite impressive. What's the difference between savant and baseball reference? Baseball savant's like more like those like like niche stats and. It has like what percentile? It's it's owned by MLB.com, so oh. it has like a bit more in depth stuff, and it has a spray chart from hitting. Got and it, stuff. got it. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's right. it is a triweekly pod, Brandon. This is a triweekly. Can you pod. believe it? I'm gonna be talking about sports three times a week, but it's only for an hour, so it's not that bad. <laughs> All right, NFL. We gotta wrap it up soon. We gotta we got a basketball game to go to. We're good. We're chilling. Okay. Jets willing to send two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Says he'll take a salary cut if he plays next season. He knows that he's going to have to take a salary cut. No team is going to spend $60 million on him. Yeah, I don't know. Would you send two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers? No. You don't like his attitude? No, I don't like his attitude. I'd rather have a... I don't know. There's other guys you can get out there. 100%. He's a crybaby. I don't like him in the locker room at all. And he's immunized. (laughs) He is, and, and that but he is immunized. That's a good thing, though. The city of New York, they're they're very strict about that stuff. But so. they're, but they're in New Jersey, and we you know that's true. We, we all saw you know Jersey the, Shore. You know about that Jersey Shore? We don't all you? saw Jersey Shore. The heroin needles all over <laughs> the. Or you can get immunized for anything on the beaches right. of Jersey you know Shore. The vaccines they were getting out there. That's right. You can go anywhere. Those vaccines were brown, <laughs> and they were cooked. That's all I know. All right. Raiders parting ways with Derek Carr. Can it be fixed in one offseason? We already talked about that. Thank you, Jake, for calling in about that topic. I say no. You think you don't think it can be fixed in one offseason? No. It's going to be another disappointing year. Even if Tom Brady reunites with Josh McDaniels. They have to do a full rebuild. Full. Except for Max Crosby. That's right. 
But he's gonna get a. Oh no, no. you think a Dylan Carson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Watch out for that mail fraud, guys. I don't know. I feel like they've been like the exact same team like since I've since football's been like slightly on my radar. <laughs> That's why Jake goes insane every single year. At least like you see like there's like there's like an ebb and flow with the lines, you know. There's like mm, there's been a lot of lows lately. It's been pretty consistent in the bottom. But. When when I was first conscious of football, there that's true. There was like Calvin M- Megatron and Matthew Stafford. Stafford, and they were like in the playoffs. Theo Riddick, Carry on Johnson, you know, and then household names. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Golden Tate, hey, you know who Golden, Golden Tate is. is. Um, but then they were then, but then they got bad, but now they're getting better. Yeah. But then with the the Raiders, they always just seem like they they think they're going to be great, but then they never are. So that's why they got to switch it up. I think it's because they're coaching. Well, they. Like, do you think if Gruden was still their coach, they'd be better off now? No. Gruden's gonna get arrested. That's my that's my prediction. <laughs> Gruden is the next Raider tied human being to be arrested. What do you think he's gonna be arrested for? I don't know. Some email thing. He's probably got some like some. He he does probably have some crazy shit in his email. <laughs> All right. NBA. We're gonna touch on the NBA and that's gonna wrap up this podcast. Okay. For the day. All right. Do we want do we want to talk about the Rui Hachimura trade? You can touch on it if you want. How do you feel about okay. it? Okay, so the Lakers they traded for Rui Hachimura. They traded Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks. And you know I'm very confused with the NBA draft. It doesn't really make any sense. There's only two rounds, and the only p- important players are the first ten players. Yep. So do the second round picks really mean anything? They kind of do because sometimes good players go from go in the second round. Isn't one of them in like 2035? One's in 2029, and the other one isn't their pick. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a great. Tra- I so think it's a really good trade for the Lakers. How was Kendrick Nunn this season? He was injured, and then he played. But then they have like seven guards, so they, they need they a need a big man. But he can't really shoot that well. Yeah, they got Pat Bev, Westbrook, and Schroeder, and Lonnie Walker. Yeah, they don't need him. Um, Shit, so so he's gone. And now there's four former Wizard players on the Lakers now. You got Russell Westbrook. You got Thomas Bryant. Troy Brown Jr. and Rui Hachimura. Look at that. And the Los Angeles Wizards. Yeah, which is not a really good thing because they're yeah, never very it's good. If it's not Bradley Beal, I don't know how I feel yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. What um, about Danny Advia? Is he any good? I, I don't remember know. when he got drafted, he was like the first player out of Israel to be drafted. I don't I can't tell you that. Okay. I don't know. Moving on. Yep. Sacramento Kings. They're hot. That's right. They've we been d- hot for a long time. We now. just watched that game. That was crazy. Yeah, it was a great game. It was what, raining three. Forty seven points in the first half. Light the, the first beam. first quarter, I mean, for yeah, light the beam. I think that's so annoying. Imagine you're living in the suburbs of, uh, <laughs> you're about to go to sleep. of Sacramento, and you're about to go to sleep. You got work in the morning, and then all of a sudden, just a giant purple light <laughs> is in the streets up like, into oh. the sky. <laughs> yeah, close your shutters whenever there's a Kings game, exactly. just in case. Yeah, you got to get the blackout. The blackout. Uh, <laughs> Everyone needs the blackout windows. shutters yeah, in Sacramento. Exactly. All right. Do you think it's sustainable? Can they carry it through the playoffs? Are they a regular season team? They can make think? the playoffs. Depending on who they play, if they if they're uh, a three seed, they're gonna get eliminated in the first round. Okay. If they play a play-in team, they'll win. Okay, and I then like that. They'll get eliminated in the next round. I like that. I would absolutely agree with that take, hundred percent. Apparently, they're not good defensively, but they got a good culture. And they shoot like crazy. Yeah. Hewitter just dropping in threes. Yep. All right, and last question that's gonna wrap up our podcast for the day: Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum. Who do you want to start your franchise with? Well, let's see. Um, 
I feel like the easy, the obvious pick is Luca because actually, I don't know. He's but, a little ball dominant. Yeah, but he can, you know, he pa- apparently he passes. He gets enough assists to get that, average triple doubles. That's true. So he apparently, he isn't that ball dominant. But uh, Jason Tatum was also like a pretty big ISO player too, and now he sometimes passes. I don't know. I feel like if Jason Tatum was on the Mavericks, they would have a similar record. They would they would be a similar team to what they are now. Yeah. But if Luka Doncic was on the um the Celtics, I think they'd be better because he's like an actual like he's a, like a he's a better passer, better point guard. Okay. So I feel like I don't know. I think, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jason Tatum because of the because of the Duke bias. Okay. You gotta you know you gotta you gotta rep the dad's dad's school. You know he went uh absolutely. You gotta rep Papa's school. I love it. Theater major at Duke. That's right. Duke says Doncic. Yeah. I mean it's hard to argue with what Doncic does night in and night out. It's unbelievable. It is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's a, he's a big complainer. He is a big complainer. Though. Like he's that. a whiner. Tatum's a hard-nosed guy. I like that about him. But I've seen Luka Doncic play in person. It's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty crazy. He, like, drops, like, we, we go to Clippers games, we watch him play in the playoffs, and he drops, like, 50 <laughs> points. You know we've never gone to a Clippers game where they won? Really? In the playoffs? Well, because one of the games we went to, it was, like, Shea and... Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams versus the Warriors versus the Warriors and, and Kevin, Kevin Durant on sixty. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy was game to watch. Um, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for our episode today. Wow, episode Wait, two. What's a? I got I got a quick question for you. What's a What's a weird mo- a weird moment in sports that you've experienced recently that you uh, would like to just shout out? Like just something weird that happened. Yeah. Huh. What is a weird moment in sports that happened lately that I'd like to shout out? Do you have one on mine? That's not why you're bringing this up? Well, um, not particularly. <laughs> so now I'm just stumped oh, oh, here. Oh, hey, actually, I was watching tennis the other day. Okay. And there was a, uh, there was a, a Japanese guy that lost 5-0, 5-0 in the first two matches. And then he started actually playing. Like, he played good in the third match, but then he still lost. And then he went to go shake the hand of the guy he was playing. And I swear to God, that guy was two feet taller. Really? Than the Japanese guy. I was like, how is that fair? <laughs> he, can cover the gr- he can cover around a lot better. Yeah, so I, that's, a, that's the weird moment in sports for me. You know, the, the, the Australian Open's going on. Okay. And we should talk about that more. And I got to say, tennis outfits, some of them are good, but then there's also some big misses. I agree. Yeah, all right. That's my that's my weird moment in sports is that I watched the Australian Open. All right, I love it. I don't have one for you. I'm stumped. I'll I'll open up next show with a weird moment in sports that I can think of. Okay? All right. Yeah. Sounds all good. Right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Episode two, wrapped up. Let's keep this going. Let's blow this podcast up. I really appreciate everyone who tuned in to watch this today and who's listening live, who's listening after we record this and post it on Spotify and other po- podcasting platforms. See you guys next time.